my name's Gajan, aka Gigi. I'm Victoria. And I'm Mika. And this is Awareness. And today we're going to be talking about a uh, term that I heard recently this week. I didn't know what it was, um, but I'm like, oh, this is something that's interesting that a lot of people um, suffer from. Today, we are going to be talking about productivity dysmorphia. But before we get into the topic, I just have a quick icebreaker question. Um, and this is actually coming from um, this card game. I got skin deep. You don't need to know. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to know our secrets. Yeah, exactly. They don't pass to be advertised on this show. I know, right? Free advertisement with this. Um, what in our oh, what in our relationship are you most grateful for? Oh, like this trio relationship? Yeah. Ooh. I love the support that we got that we give to each other, the support and accountability in our faith walk, like uh, like the prayer lines that we don't even record, that like it's just us that we can really get deep in it. Those are so healing and like, oh, so I'm so grateful for those. I'm so grateful for you guys. Yes. I'll cry. Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would agree. The first thing that came to mind is definitely like, I've never had friendships where like we pray together. I think that's awesome. Um, so I'm most grateful for that. The fact that like our friendship is God centered. Um, and I think God ordained as well. Like it's so, it's almost, well, I guess it's not random, but <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. It's really, it's really nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything that you guys said. I think that um, for me, like both of you push me to God. Like you guys help me think clearly in all of my issues. Like you guys always bring up something that I'm like, oh, okay. Like you guys give me like really wisely counsel, like for real, like, like in other friendship groups, I probably would have been doing other things. You know what I mean? So I would say that the two of you and our podcast have really transformed my life. Like in, in many ways and in, in different relationships in my life, like things that we prayed about, like yeah, you guys are definitely transforming me and just bringing me closer to God. So that's what that's I'm. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Skin deep. Virtual <laughs> claps. I know, right? <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go ahead and get into the topic. Um, productivity dysmorphia basically is this like need to be continuously productive, and it basically takes away um like you being excited or happy about accomplishments. So even if you accomplish something, you're on to the next, like you don't even enjoy it. You could accomplish like something you've been trying to do your whole life and it's instantly gone because you wanna keep producing and keep going on to the next thing. So have you two um, ever like um, not, like stopped yourself from being excited about an accomplishment or, um, you know, just just stopping yourself from appreciating something that you've done. Hmm. I mean, for me, I don't think I stopped myself from like appreciating things that I've done because I I try to live like pretty in the moment um, and like enjoy 
like the experience that I'm going through or even when it's like a hard time like I try to enjoy the sadness or which is weird but that's that's I feel like I I want to like fully take it in um but also I think that sometimes like the celebration could be short-lived because I am also ambitious and I try to do more and accomplish more and so I think I always try to balance it um I never but when before you brought up the term productivity dysmorphia I never heard of it but it's definitely like something that I think I could be I I deal with like constantly Mm -hmm. yeah same same for me I would say there's been times that like something that I've prayed for and was answered and I'm like okay great and then like on to the next thing and it's like why can't you just celebrate that like you worked so hard like the energy that I had as far as like trying to get it and trying to get there versus I got there and the energy that I should have is with like happiness it's like doesn't they don't balance out at all so yes I have heard from that (laughs) that's literally something that I'm working on right now like um, I don't think I consciously stop myself from enjoying my accomplishments. It's just that like, it, when I'm dealing with my like anxiety, sometimes I just rush through things. So mm-hmm. right now I'm like trying to be more mindful and, you know, I'm trying to get like you, Mika, I'm trying to like really e- experience and enjoy the journey, like re- regardless if it's an accomplishment or if it's just experiencing what's going on, like mm-hmm. I'm trying not to just rush, you know, like, cause me rushing, I don't keep what I accomplish. I don't keep what I'm learning. I don't keep, I'm just, you know, it's just day after day after day. Like, like w- what am I supposed to do next? Like check, 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 you know, like how, how are you experiencing and loving life like that? Like, so that's literally what I'm learning now. I'm trying to be mindful about that. Yeah, you know, I think, I don't know when I started like practicing that. It might have been when I started like journaling and I don't journal as much since I've, I gave birth to Nyla, but um, because she wants to write too. (laughs) Well, we writing today, mom. We're excited. But like, I think maybe that's when it started, like, because it makes you reflect like, every day I try, I I used to take a moment to like, think about my day, think about like the season I'm in and like, try to take in, um, like go, like take in that experience and appreciate it. And sometimes like, for example, if I go on vacation, sometimes I'll come home and I'm like, oh, I didn't take enough pictures. And usually it's because like, I'm really trying to be in the moment, but like, sometimes I'm like, dang, I wish I, I wish I took a picture of that outfit or like this place I visited or yeah. So I guess it goes both ways. Enjoy it in your mind. Right. Yeah. I have the memory. That's it. (laughs) So what do you guys think are like the outcomes or I guess the impact of having productivity dysmorphia, whether it's negative or positive? And I know we touched on some already. Definitely the one of the positives is that you get stuff done. <laughs> like, you know, 
regardless if it's like a noose around your neck like at least you you, you did get things accomplished or whatever right mm-hmm. obviously one of the cons is that you don't take the time to appreciate what you accomplish right or, um have you guys ever heard of this uh tactic called diminishing obviously we know what the word is but it's like um it's a school of negative thinking like where when your mind implements a lot of diminishing tactics um regardless of like it's kind of like what you said Gigi it's like you achieve something that you pray for but it's just kind of like all right but you know okay cool. like you know it's not you don't take the time to like be grateful and you know see the awesomeness that what you have or what you accomplished or like what happened and stuff like that it's just like you kind of diminish it and just kind of move yeah. past yeah I never heard of it, but certainly, yeah. I think another thing too is like when you are, I guess, um, what's the term? What is it? Productivity? Dysmorphia? Yes. That I think also can make you, um, even though it makes you productive, I think a negative effect of it could also be um, looking at other people's accomplishments and trying to compare yourself. Mm. Because always, like, there's always going to be somebody who is doing more, somebody who is, you know, achieving more, doing it faster, better than you. Um, and I think also, like, especially in these days with social media, like, it, it kind of forces you, even if you don't play that comparison game it's just inherent of being on social media you just see you're like oh okay so and so is at this stage I I should be doing more but like you don't really know what their struggle is and you don't really know what they went through to get there and social media casts a light on like mostly like the positive side of things so I think that's probably what makes um, productivity dysmorphia more prevalent maybe these days and maybe it's always been around like it, it comes in different shapes and forms in different generations but yeah I think definitely like comparing yourself to others is one of the the bad um, side effects yeah no I agree I definitely think social media definitely plays a role and I definitely think like our culture is just like that our culture is just on to the next on to the next like you want to make a name for yourself. You want to get promoted. You know, you got the job. You want to get a promotion. Like it's like always on to the next thing, and it's just like never enough. It's never enough. And um, I one of the things that I thought about when I was writing this is like um, I think a negative uh, impact can also be like you just constantly want like praise from people. Like you kind of want people to be like, oh, gee, you did a good job on this. Like, it's like you want to hear constant praise from like any type of accomplishment so that you can feel good about yourself. Like it's going to start making you want, like your self-worth is going to be more so in what others think about you versus like what you know about yourself and what you know, what it took for you to accomplish something. So I, I was thinking that be in a constant need for praise and to hear it from others when you don't really need it <laughs> you don't need someone to just be like congratulations or whatever you congratulate yourself you know so that was another thing I was thinking about too mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and on the other side to it, like you said, Vicky, a, a pro is you are productive, but I think it's at your expense. <laughs> I really at your expense. That's like the one good thing. That's like um, like you know those uh, drug commercials. They're like, oh yeah, we can cure this, but you know all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Productive girl, at least you're productive. Right. So um, in one of our previous episodes, we talked about imposter syndrome. Mm. And I do think imposter syndrome and productivity dysmorphia kind of are like intertwined in a sense where it's like, I don't think I'm good enough. So even when I accomplish something, I can't even congratulate myself. I can't even be happy in it. I can't be excited. Like, I think they kind of play with each other a lot. And um, how do you think productivity dysmorphia does like impacts how we view ourselves and impacts like how um our walk with God is or how does it impact our walk with God honestly while you were talking that's what I was thinking about it's just like there are so many footholds that the enemy can put like like you know wedge himself in to make you feel separated from God so it's like you feel the need to be to just do you have like this what is it called like this beaver mentality or something like that like you just always need to do and you don't even realize that that's where you're putting your validation in like like Mm. you want check marks from the other from from the world basically you want um to see what you can do what you can do and stuff like that not like what god can do through you or like what god is changing in your life and stuff like that it's not always about doing sometimes it's about being and changing and like resting and all that like Mm. you're you're concentrating your journey and your walk with god about what you can do it's almost narcissistic yeah right yeah it's so not about your relationship with god and it's like oh god delivered me from this it's like no i did this that yeah. and third by myself you yeah. know no sleep <laughs> it's like god who god who <laughs> yeah like you're glorifying yourself instead of giving god the glory mm. yeah. mm-hmm. that's where you get your validation from, you know, like who am I if not my career or the, the glory my family gives me, or like, like you know, where is your identity? Right. Oh, that's deep. Yes. That's you deep. know, I think also like in church or even like you know, there's a verse in the Bible I can't remember exactly, but you know, like the the whole going from glory to glory or you know, when you're a baby, you drink milk, but when you're, as you're maturing as a Christian, you're supposed to be ready to eat solid foods. I think like oftentimes that combined with our microwave culture, mm-hmm. it could make us feel like where we are in our Christian walk is not enough and that we do need to do more. And that it reminds me like while you were talking, Vicki, of, um, the book that the prayer, the 40 day prayer challenge book. I don't remember the exact the draw of the circle thing. Yes. Yeah. So I think like maybe day three or day two, they talk about um, how instead of being focused on what, uh, what God can do for you 
and letting him work the miracles, like you try to help him out. Like the, the they use the example, the author used the example of when um, Joshua was leading the Israelites across the Jordan River, where he told them to, God told Joshua to, to tell the nation to consecrate themselves because he's going to do wonderful things. And they could have gone, you know, by the river and be like, let's build a bridge, <laughs> get over this, or let's, you know, make boats to, to, to get over this. But all God was telling them to do is just like consecrate yourself and be still. And I will make a way for you to walk. So you still got to walk through it, but God, you know, dried up the river for them to walk on dry land, the same way he did with the Red Sea. And I think oftentimes, we could be in our Christian walk a victim of like trying to build that bridge or trying to build the boat instead of allowing God to make the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like with doing, it should be based on knowing God is doing it. You know, like the foundation of that should be my identity is in Christ. My identity is in who God says that I am. And then I want to do for God. It's not necessarily like I'm doing and then I'm going to get approved by God or I'm, I'm doing all of this and God will bless it. Like, no, like it should be like you were saying, Vicky, like it should be a being and then a doing. Like, I think sometimes people get, get it crossed where they want to do the doing and then get the love from God or whatever, or think that they have to work towards it, but mm. not that way. It's the other way around, you know? So yeah. And there was another thing that I was thinking about, um, as far as like how productivity dysmorphia could, you know, impact your walk. I think, um, for me, when I came up with that question, I was just thinking about sometimes I can be like, and it's kind of intertwined with imposter syndrome. But like, I won't pray for something if I feel like I don't deserve it or I don't think God is going to answer or I don't think that even if, if it gets done, I won't enjoy it or whatever the case is. Like it actually kind of stops me from producing in a, in a way, you know, um, it's, it's to, to make you produce. But sometimes that thought actually deters me from like praying and like asking God about it because it's like a fear or like I'm scared or I don't know how it's going to turn out type of thing so that was one of the ways for me that I was thinking about hmm like how does it impact me but it definitely impacts me in that way too where I'm like a a little afraid to give it to God so wow that's deep and I think also like can you um sometimes not just be afraid to give it to God but for me sometimes I am afraid to pray certain prayers because I'm like ah the challenge that'll come with that like how God is going to test me to give me this like that this heart desire and I don't know sometimes I am afraid of that and I hesitate to like commit all the way or to pray those certain prayers mm -hmm. but yeah mm -hmm. yeah and I think it just all boils down to like trust and trusting him. Yes. Character, knowing mm -hmm. that God is who he is. He's love. He's a way maker. He's all of those things, a healer, everything. So yeah, it definitely um, sheds a light on like things that we should be really grounded in. And that's his character that doesn't change. Mm -hmm. so. so how do you think... Um, we can combat this um, attitude of not enjoying our accomplishments. Definitely. 
journal. I mean, for me, journal, reflect, and pray more. Don't just like, uh, especially especially like when I get overwhelmed, especially when I get overwhelmed, it's just like, sometimes it's just like, all right, what's the next test? Like, it's just like, almost like a defense mechanism, like a, like a, just like a, like zombie mode type, like, all right, like I'll just do this and then go to work and then do the, you know, like Mm -hmm. I won't literally will not take time out for myself. Like the things that bring me joy or bring me rest I don't have time for that like I just need to get to the next thing or whatever right so taking the time out to reflect and to journal and to just pray more just having that time alone to slow down I feel like will help me not to just be focused on my to-do list and things like that yeah definitely definitely um actually in the 40-day prayer challenge book, um, Mark Batterson, the author of Draw the Circle, he talks about how like we should do a prayer map and that's like writing like things that we ask God and answers and then like that way we can kind of trace it and mm. see like how God has answered us. Like sometimes God answers us in a way that we don't know he's going to. So he talked about making a prayer map. So, mm. yeah. I think for me, um, it's also like making sure what you mentioned Gigi taking the same energy from praying about certain things Uh, like the same energy that I like you know went in to put in the work to achieve that thing to put Mm -hmm. that same energy into celebrating it and like finding contentment in the moment and not just like seeking the next thing like really just like being content with where I am uh, and being okay with that like if this is it this is fine like it doesn't have to be um better and better and better yes you should try to to grow as you know you're maturing but you should also live with the contentment that who you are right now and what you've done so far is also good um so I think yeah for me it's just like that celebration and that acknowledgement Mm, that's a good point too and I think just like celebrating little stuff too it doesn't always have to be that big like I think um towards the end of the day we always think about things that we didn't get accomplished but we don't realize all the other stuff we did like you somehow be like dag I didn't do this or dag I I forgot to do this like but in retrospect like you did so much you did so much but you focus on like the one or two things you didn't accomplish on your list or whatever the case is so you know I I think oh sorry I didn't mean to cut you off no no is that what I was gonna say is like I think there's a culture of like everybody being um an entrepreneur these days and like we can't be a part of something. It has to be, what am I getting on my own? And it's like, that's not everybody's walk. That's not everybody's journey. Yeah, some people are that, but it's not everybody. Cause everybody, somebody has to be the worker. Most people have to be the worker. Somebody got clocking. Okay, somebody. Right? And when you look at the world, it's like, you can't all be like, oh yeah, I'm the boss. Like we can't have everybody be bosses. 
also that's not the measure of success that's not glory that's not god's glory like like that's like the top of the ladder you know if you're Mm -hmm. not here then oh well sorry this sucks to be you no there's (laughs) there's glory in a lot of things um and not just careers too you know yes right like your life is not insignificant because you don't have like a I don't know, PhD or like whatever it is. Like, it's not like you helping out helps the mission. Like things that you do too. Like you don't have to be the leader in everything. The lives that you touch, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What part you play in your community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could be somebody's grandma volunteering, but you know, Miss Betty touched so many lives Mm -hmm. and like all that. Mm -hmm. That is glory that is successful it's not like that's significance you know mm-hmm. yes yeah and I think that oftentimes we, we always think that it has to be like this huge thing we think that it has to be this big grand thing that we got to do for God or it has to be you know this thing that we could be like hey look I got a certificate or whatever the case is but it could just be so so small like you just gave a word of encouragement to someone you just spoke life into someone's life and then those small things kind of make a ripple effect you know I don't think people realize like how powerful simple things are spending time with somebody going out to eat with them whatever it is those small things are accomplishments yeah we are so Oh, and what I was going to say about um, like how to combat it, I was thinking about like, um, and I should have looked up the verse before we recorded, but um, you know, to do this girl, something I didn't do. Um, but uh, you know, the verse like uh, every bring every thought captive to the word of God, yeah. just like your thought process about like when you do accomplish something and like you're already like thinking about okay I don't want to go on to the next thing like you know God really does care about our thought processes so I was just thinking that that and instead of getting into that thought process of like okay on to the next or like okay I accomplished something but so what <laughs> I have other stuff to do like hmm bring that thought captive to the word of God, like whatever word, whatever verse you want to use, um, you know, whatever verse you want to use. It it's can back in Corinthians 10 verse five. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, somebody had to do it. Somebody, right. had to. <laughs> somebody had to be productive in this podcast. Somebody had to clock in. All right. So- <laughs> yeah so um yeah just bringing your those thought process captive to the word of God and remembering like who you are in Christ and that it's not about doing um so that was one of the things I was thinking about like trying to get out of it like just being conscious of your thought process wow so I never read it that verse second Corinthians 10 verse 5 in the new living translation the way that it says it, it says, um, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. So it's like you're teaching your thoughts to obey Christ. Like it's, it's not, I think it, to me, it puts it more um, into like the practical way of what has to be done. It's not just, you know, taking it captive. Like you really it requires patience with yourself too Mm. and forgiving yourself and knowing like, okay, I'm in a moment of learning and teaching myself the Mm. proper way to think the way to put it in perspective. 
Um, yeah, that's. And when you can do that, that in self is a huge accomplishment. It really yes. is. That is, I think that is like a process that we'll just, like you said, make up, just have to have grace with ourselves. And I, I never really realized that it was low key, like disobedience too. Like mm. you think about yourself, like, wow, I've been disobedient a lot. <laughs> so, so yeah, I just, I never really thought of it that way, but, but yeah, that is a huge accomplishment to get to that point. And of course it'll take time. Like, I think naturally our minds just want to mm. criticize and blame or whatever the case is. But I definitely think that the word of God brings life. And if you just keep thinking about those things and be focused on that, you'll get rid of productivity dysmorphia tomorrow. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> That's something different about that girl. She's so peaceful. This, oh my goodness. Positive. Yep. All of that. All the and fruit. she still gets stuff done. I don't know how she's doing it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> You know, yeah. some people are like that on the outside. Me, I say some people, it's me. Because sometimes at work, people are like, you're so calm. I'm like, on the inside, listen. <laughs> it appears like this on the outside, but on the inside, I am not calm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like God sees through that, you know? Like, people won't yes. see it. But yep. God sees it. God knows underneath that smile, underneath mm-hmm. all that, there's turmoil and there's things going on that he wants to fix, that he wants to help. And it's like knowing that God had already paid our debt like mm. he died on the cross for us. Like we don't have to be in this mindset of failure and this mindset of I'm not good enough or in this mindset, I didn't get enough done because it was already paid on the cross for us. Like, you know, like it's already done. And I don't think people live with that mentality. And I, and I know it's hard, but, you know, we do really need to live like we're the most like we're so free. like we're so free and so much that we don't have to you know bring ourselves down with so much but but yeah that's a really good point Mika thanks for uh looking that up (laughs) because I did (laughs) it all right any last thoughts on productivity this morphia everybody's good all right cool cool well um thanks for tuning in I hope you enjoyed this episode and go relax don't do anything for a while take a chill pill Okay. You listen to the podcast, you accomplish something, all right? Right. You did something to enrich yourself. Exactly. Well, all right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is... The Word at the Table. Oh. Oh, wait. Whatever. We're never going to get it. It's all right. Okay. It's fine. We do not have to accomplish that. Yeah. (laughs)